Sutton wraps up a hat-trick of titles, Josh cooks up a late title charge and Tom and Jake fall off the hill. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast and we finally have another three-time champion, Ash Sutton. First one since Shedden? Or was Turf it more recently? That's a question. Shedden, I think. Possibly. 2012, Shedden got his third one, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe Turf's in 2014, mm-hmm, actually. Possibly. Anyway, anyway Sutton, looks that up first. Sutton, three-time champion. Yeah. We always knew it was going to happen, didn't we? Well, those who read my very interesting article might not have thought it was going to happen. It's good to see you've still uh, still read that one done. Ah, oh dear. Did you enjoy your weekend down there? Yes. yes. On the whole, I'm glad we stayed the night, as the M25 was apparently a pig on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, stayed in an interesting place. Interesting's one word for it. Trying yeah. to get uh, food on a Saturday night in oh my Dartford God. proved to be... The, the, what the, pub doesn't have a, have a kitchen open on a Saturday night? I, when two unlocal people walk in, I think suddenly it's immediately closed. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. We ended up having a nice curry, though. It was very nice. Very nice curry. Except apart from me mistaking the... <laughs> or thinking in my vegetable jalfrezi that I was eating broad beans, I was actually eating chilli fingers. But there uh, we go. Whole chilies. They repeat on you. I'm still feeling them now. Still feeling them. Good. Um, well, a fantastic weekend of racing. A good weekend of racing. How did you see it? Race one was really boring. Yeah. And then it sort of came alive from there. Um, yeah, race one was a case of everybody was feeling each other out. Nobody wanted to take off the title protagonist. And obviously by race three... Shackles F- were off. Yeah, everything had been decided by then. So it was yeah, BTC of the old. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. I think that I think that overall it's been quite a dull season because I think Sutton's had this one since about round four. Um, the, the margin of victory at the end of the season, and, I, and we'll get to it in race three with obviously Turkington not finishing, but the margin makes it look even even worse, or does it actually justify how dominant he's been? It justifies how dominant he's been. I mean, he's scored an all but one race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what, mega, what can, isn't yeah, it? What more can you say? I mean, I, when we do the full season review, I, I will look into whether it is the biggest points gap in history. It certainly feels like it is. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time it was done into race three. No. And to have that sort of lead coming into this final round, yes, you spe- speculated about him being in a difficult position. But when he was... You sound informed. Have you read an article on this? But when you saw him in qualifying, yeah. and he qualified ahead of all his title challengers, apart from Cook, who guaranteed, we sort of like guarantee wasn't in it anyway. No, he wasn't. I mean, by his own admission, he wasn't in it. Yeah, exactly. So he's qualified ahead of everyone else with full ballast on board. And imagine how good he'd be if there's a championship on the line every weekend. Because his qualifying's been, I would say it's let him down, but it's been his quote weakest part of his uh, season. And then when it really matters, you say he out, out qualifies everybody apart from the man who needs to get pole and all three wins to have a chance yeah speaking about qualifying I think we should get into a more detailed look at it qualifying report going into qualifying on Saturday afternoon then it was a dry session um, a little bit cold the wind was certainly blowing uh, it was again on Sunday as well wasn't it yeah particularly during race three 
the yeah, wind picked up. It certainly did. Um, and it was Senna Proctor who snatched pole position from his teammate. Now, crucially, if Cook had got pole, he was still on with that finest of chances um, to take the championship. He needed all 67 points of the available he did. 67. He did, um, and Senna taking the pole off of him meant that there are only 66 left and he. he he would struggle. What do you do if you proctor? I mean, you, you, I know. you don't know Cook's time, presumably. Yeah. What do you do? It's difficult, isn't it? Whereas you go into the race, okay, BTC have locked out the front row. They needed it for um, championships and constructors and I stuff like that. Let's be honest, coming into this weekend, Cook winning the title wasn't their priority because it was. No. It required such a, as I said earlier in the, you know, in the, bit before Sutton scored points in all but one race this year yep. the chances of him not scoring three times were so low yeah. that unless he had a you know, test for Covid and therefore couldn't race mm. the chances of Cook winning it were so remote that they'd have been focusing on trying to secure the team's title and independence title away from Sutton and laser tools so yeah I don't think it'd be, there wouldn't have been any tears shed I don't think that Proctor took the pole ahead of Cook personally no, um, Proctor keeping up his pace from what we've seen this season. Um, always seems to have good showing in qualifying. Now, we know that he's always been at a slight weight benefit because of him being that little bit further behind in the championship. But could we see this continue into next season? Well, I was going to say, it makes you wonder where he would have been in the championship hunt had he um, raced the full season. I know you meant the weight point, but obviously he had to come into Snetterton with nearly full weight on board mm. for big, the... Uh, as the en- the uh, new entry, new entry. That's the word. Look, thank you. New entry penalty, which is absolutely crazy. But there we go. <laughs> that's another rule I change. What the, <laughs> the joke? Yeah. Um, Honda though were looking extremely strong. Obviously taking the front row and third and fourth with the Halfords Racing Catherine Jewett. We should have seen it coming. Row bottom and Shedden. We should have seen it coming. Really, it don't work in the heat. It was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, they just seem to be just that step above everyone else, didn't they? Yeah, though Dan Lloyd, I mean, where's he found this form from? I mean, put it in a bottle and sell it, mate, because... I wonder if it's the painkillers that he's taking for his back. Possibly, possibly. I mean, he's, again, he's just been incredible. A really good qualifying performance from him. I mean, there's a there's a point where he looked like he might take pole. Obviously, in the end, that didn't come. But, he, you know, he was putting some really strong laps together. And he's, what, one point, sorry, 0.1 seconds off pole. Yeah, yeah. In took Vauxhall. Took fifth on the grid ahead of the Laser Tools racing duo of Ash Sutton and Aidan Moffat. Aidan Moffat again doing that team job of backing up Ash where he needs to, and most importantly, he got in between him and Turkington. Yeah, it gives Sutton a bit of protection going into turn one. That if Turkington tries anything, then Moffat will uh, pop the pressure back onto Colin's shoulders. Yep, yeah, uh, Linus Stern once again, BMWs behind that of Turkington and Jelly. Um, and then also Tom Chilton, his best qualifying of the year. Yeah, I mean, out of the bag completely. He's been nowhere all season. And then a top 10 qualifying finisher. He's been on the cusp of the top 10 a couple of times. I think back to the sprint race at Silverstone, where he was on the cusp, wasn't he, of the top 10. For whatever reason, he seemed to get it together this weekend. And he has a habit, really, of doing well at the last event of the season. He does seem to you know, suddenly wake up for the last event. Um, as qualifying finished, this meant that Turkington would claim the Goodyear Wingfoot Award. Hooray, uh, but that's made his season. For the best qualifier throughout the season, um, retaining the honour that he also won last year. Woohoo! 
It's another trophy for him. Yeah. It's the only one he's going to get. <laughs> it's a charity shield for me. It's. Uh... You didn't like the look of the trophy either, no. did you? I, as I said before, that, going into things with change in the future, pods, etc., I, I think it's the most pointless um, competition that we've seen in motorsport for a long time. Okay. What's the point of rewarding qualifying when they've all got different cars and they've all got to carry different set levels of weight? Yep. And he's in a real drive car that carries the weight. So immediately he's going to do well. And the fact that Jake Hill is second tells you, you know, how well Hill's done as a season. But, I mean, big whoop. There might be changes next year. You never know. Yeah, but with the, with the previous Dunlop Forever Forward Award, you go, I've won this because I've over, done the most overtakes this season. You go, oh, you're a race driver. Most overtakes this season. That's good. That's what motorsport's about. Well done. Good. You're good in race conditions. Excellent to see. This is. I can go fast for one lap. Would you like to see something more like uh, they do in F1, where they get a tyre for pole position? No. 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 Okay. Lovely. I. I think. <laughs> I think. Well, personally, too much is put on qualifying. You look at the touring cars. First to twenty fifth is separated by a second. It could literally be balls out of a jar. Yeah. Or bowl even. There's an idea. Balls out of a hat. Jody Kid do it every week. Turkson gets pulled every week. But I mean, no, come on, don't bring up those things. Seriously, you know, it's, it's between first and twenty-fifth. It's often by less than a second. So yeah. really, in F1, it's a slightly bigger gap. I grant you. Yep. Here, it's, it's such a small gap. What does qualifying really show? Really? Well, well is is Lloyd a bad, a worse driver than Turkington? Just on the fact he was behind him, well, that's not a good example. This weekend. It's Lloyd a worse <laughs> driver than Cook, just on the qualifier because he's 0.1 second off pole. Or because, well, yeah. Well, so what's it prove? Because Lloyd is not a better driver than Cook. It's a way to set a grid, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a means to an end. Yeah. But I don't understand the point of rewarding it. Reward the race. That makes much more sense. Yeah. But you can get oddities in qualifying. You get people come. I mean, Plato at Donington. Is he a better driver than people out qualified at the minute? No. Nope, no, nope, I agree. Thank you. Lovely. Shall we move on to race one? Yes. Race one. Well, we should be able to get race one out of the way pretty quickly because Cook won. Right, race two. Uh, yeah, it was um, it a little greatest? processionary, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Proctor led them off well, had a good start, and he let Cook pass into Druids. That's pretty much the only overtake I can really remember in this race. Yeah, I like how on the BTCC website it says, slicing past his team, he, he let him through. Yes. He let him through. Although, why, I don't really understand, because Cook... I suppose, well, I suppose if Cook had won that race, and race two, and race three, he'd have been level on points, and on count back he might have won. Yeah. That was a possibility, I think. But... but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an interesting opening to the race. Um, people all settled into their positions, and probably from first to about twelfth, no one really made any moves and didn't want to do anything wrong, did they? No, I mean for Sutton, he you know, he was where he needs to be. He knew he was scoring points. It was fairly you know, simple for him to stay where he was. Turkington managed to get past Moffat on yes. the start, didn't he? Um, and then was sat in behind Sutton, and the top six kind of split away, didn't they? Yeah, they, they managed to get their head up the road, um, and just throughout the entire race, Turkson didn't really put any sort of pressure on um, Sutton. It was it was it was quite meek. I know obviously there was the weight issue on board, but Turkson wasn't a lighter car, of course. And I think he sort of looked up his inside once, maybe twice. Yeah, it was just so meek for someone who knew he had to get past Sutton at all costs. 
it just seemed quite a meek performance. The first safety car on the weekend was seen in race one. Came about four or five laps in when there was a a, a coming together, a scuffle between a Ed, punch is the word you're looking for. <laughs> between uh, Jade Edwards and uh, guess who and Unite once again. Um, those two seem to have magnets in their bumpers that only attract to each other. Edwards was one hundred percent in the wrong for yes, this one, by the yes, way. Though. She I, was. I, I, yeah, as funny as it is, and. What have you? Neat too has announced his retirement. This was his final, mm. his swan song in the touring cars. He has retired before, of course. Swan, swan song. Oh, I can't even say it. No, that's a, that's a strong statement. Well, it's his final weekend. Yes, final it, weekend. To be fa- and to be fair to him, he didn't do an awful lot wrong no. this weekend. The Edwards incident was unfortunate. It was a hundred percent on Jade, and she was um, reprimanded after the race. Yeah, she gave him a little nudge going up into Druids, um, and he ended up in the gravel. Uh, which they snatched under the safety car, yep. um, and then sort of like got got the field going again. It allowed most of the drivers to close up once again, but nothing really happened after that, did it? No, I mean Cook obviously controlled the race from the front. Uh, Proctor was his rear gunner. I'm surprised Shetham didn't really give it more of a go. Mm. Couldn't really seem to get close enough to do it. Robottom held well. Lloyd you know, held his position particularly well. And I said before, Turkin just looks so meek in trying to get past Sutton. You know. Yeah, Lloyd did manage to get past Robottom in the early stages. Um, Jelly, he he was the the main issue in race he had one. A wobble. He did have well, his car had a wobble. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was what four laps from the end. It came past us and it was sounding rough as anything. Yeah. And he was just falling back through the field. Uh, it turns out there was an electrical gremlin that caused a misfire on the car. Obviously not giving him the power that he needed. Um, so much for that M performance. Um, but yeah, he fell back all the way to 23rd. Well, I think what they were trying to do was to channel his car's energy to Turkton to try and get a little bit higher up, but that didn't work either. No, it didn't. Um, apart from that, some other good performances. Jackson finished 10th in race yeah, one. Yeah, strong. Um, he's, he went on to have a fairly strong weekend. I think the surprise in race one was Butcher, who um, obviously started 19th and only finished 16th, and a car with, yes, some weight on board, but not masses, just didn't really seem on the pace at all. He was stuck in a, a battle pack for most of the race, and disappointing. Yeah, Morgan was well outdone by Chilton, who managed to um, hold his own up in ninth. Morgan finished 14th in the end, having qualified 16th. Um, Smelt showed some good pace. Yeah. Um, better made up three positions but yeah it was a bit of a lacklustre race one wasn't it it was Hill and Ingram tried to make progress on where they were to keep their championship hopes alive but because they finished uh, 11th and 13th it meant that they could no longer challenge Sutton for the crown Uh, so after race one it just became a two horse affair with obviously Cook falling away as well mathematically speaking yep we'll get on to race two now Race two. Moving into race two then, and all hell broke loose really on the opening lap, didn't it? Well, comparison <laughs> to race one, yeah, absolutely. Um, they they all got off to a fairly even start. Um, Lloyd had a really probably the best start of, of the top five. Oh, um, I disagree. I thought he had a really slow start. Sutton got into the back of him. Well, that kind of helped him, didn't it? Well, yeah, I, I suppose <laughs> so. I mean. He, yeah, I suppose he bogged down a little bit because Sutton had the demon start on rear-wheel drive and then found himself boxed in and nudged the, the back of him a little bit. Yeah, nudged Lloyd going into Paddock. Um, Paddock it, Lloyd thought, OK, I'll just go around the outside. He was up the outside into Druids 
And now there there may have been a little touch. Yeah, it's there hard may to have tell. been there was definitely a lock up from Proctor or puncture possibly or puncture, and maybe out on the marble slightly. But he locks up and goes straight off into the barrier at Druids, pretty much where Andy Neat went off in race one. Yeah, um, and that was his his race done. Um, it meant that Lloyd though was able to get up into second around the outside, and he did keep the place. There was no punishment afterwards. Nope. Um, obviously, you can't reverse them like you would do at Donington and Shetland and Ingram ones in the wall. Again, pr- just furthering our point about how fast the push-to-pass rule is. Although, yep. it's, as I say, it's not clear if Lloyd did contest him. I think it's a mixture. It's a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, Probably the, a little touch. The touch is, is minor at most. And I think Proctor's probably already locked up before the touch, and the touch just helped him along his way a little bit personally. Yep, yep. Um, moving down towards Graham Hill Bend, they were all still battling amongst each other. Um, Chilton was well in it amongst it, wasn't he? He was. He was a cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, battling with, what, Turkington, Moffat, um, Sutton. Yeah, <laughs> round all those sort of areas. Yeah, exactly that. Everyone. Um, and going into Surtees onto the back straight. Well, so, uh, Turkington got past Sutton by this point, of course, because he got him into Paddock Hill Bend. Yes. Um, which was, of course, vital for Turkington, who had to outscore Sutton by 11 points. Uh, in race two to be able to keep the challenge going. Yeah, heading into the corner leading on to the GP circuit then, uh, Chilton was still battling oh, and dear. decided to stick an ambitious move, shall I say, up but, the inside of Ollie Jackson. Yeah, if you've watched police programmes, it's akin to the police arriving at three in the morning with a battering ram to, <laughs> knock, to politely <laughs> knock on the door to ask you to come outside and answer a few questions. It yeah. was a ridiculous move, in my view. Yeah, he was half on the grass, trying to get up the inside of Ollie Jackson. He spun Ollie Jackson round. Ollie Jackson managed to do a full 360 yeah. before actually getting hit by... He's unlucky. He's anything right, Jackson. Yeah, he has. Gets hit first by Oliphant. Oliphant or Morgan. They yeah. were both about the same sort of time, um, which sent those two... Sort of like careering off. Completely broke Oliphant's front suspension. Yeah, broke Oliphant's front suspension, who narrowly avoided getting collected again by Ingram. Yeah. And then Ingram got minorly touched by Morgan. Oh, yeah, it was at that point when the car was broken by him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sent Ingram all the way down to 23rd, I believe. Yeah, so he'd already taken evasive action, and then whilst taking evasive action, <sighs> he was hit by Morgan, who was out of control because his car had been broken by the instance so yeah and, and to, you know Chilton happened that's basically Chilton definitely did happen um, and that put three drivers well including Proctor four drivers out on the first laps and yep. of course safety car yes um, because there are a lot of stricken cars um, however there's a little bit of controversy on how the race was restarted do we want to get into it <laughs> I have to say I think the level of decision making this year has been appalling yeah, at times. At times. You've heard my rants before about snatch or um, heavy vehicles on track under yellows, which is, uh, to me, the most ridiculous thing I've seen in racing for a long time. Yep. And then this little affair happened, where the safety car's lights went out what, about... So late. So late. Br- so late. the into clearways they went yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With marshals and recovery vehicles still on the track. Well, the thing is, first of all, none... None of the drivers behind the safety car 
had that time to back up the field. And to bunch up, though. No. Cook, Cook was still at the front, and because the lights went out so late, he couldn't slow the pack down and decide when he wanted to go. No. He almost had to go straight away, which caught everyone else out. And they were sort of like in groups of three at the front, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Noah's Ark. And coming round through the first lap, coming out of Graham Hill Bend... I pointed out to you that there were still yellow flags going on. Now, we couldn't see that further around the corner, there was still a light recovery vehicle and marshals on the track trying to make sure that Oliphant's car was safe. Yeah. So they're about to have cars bundling past them at racing speed. Albeit through a yellow flag zone. Yeah, and drivers respect flags like, like what? Yep. And you'd have thought as well, with the very sad accident Brands has already had this year. Yeah. And I think Matt Neal summed it up perfectly on Twitter is that, if a, to paraphrase, if a driver puts one foot out of line, they get the rule book thrown at them. Yet, nobody is responsible for this. And I think he used the phrase, the BTC has a big carpet to brush things under. Yes. And I, I mean, I, sh- I share his frustration because, you know, we have to keep the marshals safe. One more that behind safety car wouldn't have made any difference in the world. There was no need to call... So- Again, it's it's the lateness of the call. Just do another lap. At that point, do another lap. What does it matter? Because you can then put the lights out at Paddock, so everybody knows for a whole lap then that this is is the last lap. Everyone can start to back up, and everybody can start to um, prepare for a full restart. And it's the lateness. It's just absolutely crazy. I, I... Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. The TV what... cameras weren't ready. No, they weren't. They were, wasn't ready. They David was... wasn't ready. It wasn't their fault. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we laugh at some of the stuff that happens in the commentary box. Yeah, but it wasn't their fault either. The, the TV director wasn't ready. The commentators weren't ready. The drivers weren't ready. The marshals weren't ready. The only person that was ready was the guy in the control room. We went, yeah, now it's the time. Yeah, they were still showing replays, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's well, because you got three cars stricken. Because yeah, there, there's discussion. Could Oliphant stay where he was? Because he'd managed to get himself to the bit that normally links uh, that you normally go round to go to clearways. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was out the way. He was between uh, barriers. So he was probably out the way enough to be safe. So okay, he might not need to recover his car. Fine, but he still had Morgan, Oliphant, who said was okay, and Jackson to recover. It was going to be a, you know a fairly substantial safety car period. I just don't understand the need to get restarted so quickly. I think Matt Neal's actually taken that tweet down now. Um, oh no, here you go. What, what the... <clears throat> stricken cars still on track, safety vehicles on track, marshals on foot on track, and suddenly it's go, go, go. Hashtag Muppet Show. Yeah. Which, yeah, kind of agree with. Um, but yes, the race got back underway anyway. Um, and drivers were still... Still battling to the hill, weren't they? Turkington was trying to make as much progress as possible, um, and he managed to close up on the back of Robottom and put a lovely move, to be fair, yeah. into well, Paddock. Yeah, when Turkington's on it, he's really good. Yep. He's a really good driver, there's no doubt about it. Just didn't do enough this weekend. No, he didn't. Um, and so like, apart from that, Ingram made up one position... Hill made up two positions. I know they're out yeah. in the title hump by then, but no weight on board. They didn't Hill. have any weight on board, so why? Why do you think they were struggling? I think perhaps because they knew the title had gone. What's the? What is there to carry on? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What's, yeah, realistically, what's the point? You know, you, what's the best you can hope for a second in the championship with a guy 
the guys are ahead of you are far ahead of you. Cook's going to win the race. Turkson is possibly going to get a podium. You know, what what are you racing for at that point? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And also, there'll probably be a twinge of disappointment as well. You know, as 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 much as they'd have, as Hill would have known coming into the weekend that it was probably Unlikely. beyond him. Yeah, I felt that way when my football team plays a much superior team. I still feel a bit sad when we lose. <laughs> As you, you probably do most weeks. Thanks. I knew that was coming. <coughs> we, we don't need to talk about football. Um, I find it quite funny Brands is near Watford. Moffitt. <laughs> Moffitt was one to have a spin after the safety car. Um, well, with some assistance. A little bit of assistance. Lots of assistance. <laughs> Talking of stupid moves, this, this is this is worse than Chilton's in my mind. Yes. Yes, same. Um, Butcher gets an excellent run through Paddock. Yeah, he does. Um, looks for a move up the inside into Druids. Um, It'd be kind of a take on the grass. That's that's kind of a key aspect of yeah, motorsport. Yeah, yeah. Moffitt looks to close the door quite sharpish. Well, I think he he moves across gradually, and Butcher would have seen the space was running out. Well, the, the thing is, Moffitt, in my eyes, has closed the door fairly quickly. Butcher's not alongside him at that no, he's point. Not. No. And then he's taken to the grass and is completely out of control. Certainly yeah. for a second or two. Yeah. Um, all locked up at the rear car, sliding left into a right-hander. Um, Take it for someone who sat on the grass all all day. It wasn't dry. You regretted that, didn't you? I should have taken a chair. <laughs> Lessons were learned. Um, yeah, that, it, it was a silly move. It, it put Moffat wide into Druids. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it didn't really... He, really had, had, he, he then even suffered a puncture or a broken toe link, didn't he? It was quite clear. Which I'm pretty sure it was a puncture. So coming yeah. down into Graham Hill Bend, he then went to turn left into there and the car wanted to completely spin round on him. Um, and it was either the wheel, the tyre was coming off the rim at that point yeah. or had punctured before that. Which meant he took out an unsuspecting Smiley. Um, yes. Who, in his defence, had done nothing wrong at all. Nope, not at all. Just got collected. And then... Uh, Jelly, did Jelly get caught? caught yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, Jelly went then into the side of Moffat lightly, but caused damage on his front end. Yeah. Um, at this point, Jelly had had an excellent oh, recovery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. going from twenty third to about sort of like tenth at that point. Yeah, around about that point. Um, and then managed to finish the race in ninth, um, which was an excellent drive for him and some of the speed that he's shown this year. I just think that that move by Butcher sums up. Butcher, doesn't it? He's certainly butcher this season. Yeah. Other seasons he's been more composed and 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 better at judging things. This season he's been rash. You can be aggressive and still be fair. I think Sutton proves that. Yep. Most of the time, I think Ingram does as well. I think Ingram stays the right side of aggressive, and I think Turkin does most of the time as well. To be honest with you. But I don't. I don't think Robotton's been overly aggressive this season but no. I think he's pulled some good moves yeah. as well you can race well without punting the other person off you know and you just look at it and you think that it has Butcher got the raw pace and ability to be a champion yes I, I genuinely think he does yeah. will he be champion with some of the things we've seen this season no no he's, he's certainly going to struggle um, Chilton again had had a fairly consistent race staying out of trouble finished 8th overall Um Goff, decent race as well. Moved from 17th up to 11th. Starting to show a little bit of what it was like earlier in the season, isn't he? Bit too little too late, though. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good to see the hard car of Goff a bit more sort of towards the front. But, I mean, yeah. And what was it to say? It wasn't a commanding performance. In, in contrary to Butcher's performance, um, Sam Smelt 
went from 20th to 13th in this race. Now, I know yep. we've had a, a fair few um, retirements, but that still is a really good effort. He managed to finish ahead of Osborne and Bordley and Jack Sears in that race. Yeah, I think there's been green shoots for Smelt all year. There's there's pace there. Obviously, he's got quite a good car beneath him as well. Yes. Um, Although just, he doesn't always show it. No, and ultimately, he's this is the best result of the season, yes. It's been coming, to be honest. It has been coming. But I would say it's been a slightly disappointing season for him overall. Yep, so Cook took home the win from Dan Lloyd in second. Shedden in third, who didn't really trouble Lloyd in the end. Um, Turkington fourth was the best that he could muster. He, he got, got behind Robottom as well and just didn't... You know, you, you've got a... Not a rookie. Rookie's harsh on Robottom. But you've got mm-hmm. a driver in their second season with no skin in the fight. He didn't... Any pressure on him at all? He got past Robon. Shedden, sorry. <laughs> okay, but it took him a while to get past Robon. Yeah, it did. It okay, did. and when he finally cleared Robon, he didn't put any pressure on Shedden at all. No. A driver who's not a rookie but in his first season back <laughs> for a while. Racing's changed around Gordon Shedden. Okay, yeah. I, I understand you don't necessarily want to go toe to toe with Shedden, but he's got nothing in the fight. He's got no skin in this. I don't think he's going to make it. And and Sutton was just sitting there in sixth watching what Turkington yeah. was doing and if he needed to make the move you always felt that he could yeah I mean he did uh, Sutton got right back onto the back of Robottom at points and just mm-hmm. filled his mirrors and was basically saying by the way I'm here yeah. I'm just surprised that for Turkington if, you know had he launched on down the inside of Shedden and got it wrong so what yeah I agree uh, shall we move on to race 3 well we should before we before we do confirm that this result meant that Sutton was the champion yep um, he could no longer be caught and a very commanding drive and a very emotional uh, Sutton on the way back through yes he was blubbering a bit wasn't he I think he's found it really hard to drive this way this year and that's what he's alluded to on the yeah. warm down lap is that he's yeah, had to yeah. change his approach and it's been really hard because he wants to race and he wants to you know drive it like he stole it and we certainly saw that in race, race 3 yeah Exactly, which we'll get to now. Race two. Well, Ash Sutton wrapped up the title and the season in style, taking his fifth win of the season, which put him level with Josh Cook. The ball drawn out of the hat was done by Dan Camish. Congratulations to him. What was it? He was, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> triple time, uh, triple Porsche champion now, mm. and second most successful driver in terms of race wins. Still behind Tim Harvey, although if he stays in the sport, you feel that will come down. Oh, Camish actually only won, I think, two or three uh, races this year. Yeah, but very consistent, which is what we saw from him when he was in Tours. Consistent, and also Harry King happens a lot in the Porsches. He has this year, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He happened a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Camish pulled out the ball. Uh, he did joke about pulling out one to put Turkson on pole, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, but he pulled out ball number nine, which meant that it was Tom Chilton on... No, Stephen Jelly Stephen even on Jelly, pole, yeah. with Tom Chilton on the front row as well. I was biting my nails at this point with you having predicted a Jelly win or someone to take their first win, both Chilton and Jelly having not done that yet. Could have been worse. Could have been biting your daughter's toes. I mean, we don't need to talk about Paul Skulls, do we? Um, <laughs> how did race three go down then? Race three was why people love the touring cars. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. I and mean, where do you even start? It was uh, Sutton was let loose basically. Rabbit yeah. dog wanted to get to the front, and if he if he ended up in the pit wall, it really didn't matter. No, it didn't. No. <laughs> it really didn't. Um, the the amount of he had a brilliant start first of all well I don't know how they set the car because they were playing solitaire on the grid did you see this no so yeah they have the laptops yeah yeah. yeah so they had the laptop on top of his car 
and the camera zoomed in. They're playing. So- these engineers playing solitaire. Wow! Fantastic! Wow! Superb! Brilliant! Um, yeah, he had a fantastic start, um, as you would expect from uh, a real-wheel drive car in the hands of Ash Sutton, and there was kind of no no looking back. He made mincemeat of Tom Chilton on the opening lap, um, and then Jelly didn't put up too much of a fight either, did he? No, he opened the door, coming out of clearways, and got him into Paddock Hill Bend, a classic move that Sutton has pulled off yeah. time and time again. I think he started with the lights on, making sure everybody knew that he was coming through, but as soon as he got past Jelly, he switched them off. Yeah. And it was just like cruising gone. home. Um, one driver of note, though, Dan Robottom. I thought he had an excellent race three. Yeah, well, He looked really racy. Yeah, he did. And it's been a good season for Robottom. Obviously, we're going to come to the season review later on uh, with a separate pods but a lot of people I think to a degree including us wrote him off at the start of the year and he's actually had a really really strong year and he did well here and to finish only 1.3 seconds behind Ash who was basically just taking the mickey at this point you know it's pretty impressive still and Tom Ingram from 12th to 3rd that car without weight is something else, isn't it? It's scary, isn't it? The fact that there is so much of a, a difference between the two cars. It, it It's like two, driving two different cars. Yes, it is. It is. Um, Jake Hill also had a good run from 10th up to 4th. Um, again, with hardly any weight. I think only 9 kilos. Um, but he was looking racy as well. Yep. Although had a little, little coming together with Jelly. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fairly similar to the Chilton on on, on Jackson Jackson, um, and yeah, it was hill of old. Yes, it was. But um, it's race three, so you can forgive. Well, I think you can forgive yeah, them. Yeah, the stewards had already gone gone home by that. Yeah, point. it's interesting. That there are no penalties to race three, which is hilarious because any other race, I think they'd all be in the bus. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, got turned around and had uh, what looked to be a broken toe link with some help from Butcher. Um, yeah, Tom Chilton, he was battling with Chilton at the time. Um, Chilton was up the inside of him into Druids because it's the toe link on the right hand yeah. side of the car that breaks. Whereas Butcher gives him a little tap into Graham Hill on the left hand side, which sends him sends him spinning. Talking of toes, I forgot to mention race two. Sutton reckons he had a damaged toe link in race two, which also accounts for why he wasn't quite as yes, I heard that speedy. as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Turkson obviously didn't end his season as he would have hoped. And actually, this gave Josh Cook a real chance of snatching second. Um, which is crazy considering how far back he was. I mean, at the risk of you laughing at me, I do kind of feel sorry for Cook this weekend because he has done practically everything you could have ever asked him to do. Yeah, he has. Because even in race uh, three here, he's finished fifth with full weight on board. He's made up four places. You can't really ask for much more, can you? But if you could do these kind of weekends more often, I'm not saying double wing, but, you know, to get well, that seems to be how his weekends it. go. Yeah. He gets double wins. But, but why can't he yeah. qualify with the weight in the car then? Don't know. Don't if know. You could, if you could just do this more often. Yeah. And that's my frustration with him, as I've voiced before. Yeah. Is the inconsistency. And it's the weekends like this that really make you just want to go, why can't you do this week in, week out? Talking of inconsistency, mm-hmm. a certain Mr. Plato finished 10th. Yeah. He, Nowhere for the rest of the weekend. He smelt a win. Had an engine change before race two, managed to miss the start, which we forgot to mention. He then came back and finished 18th overall because the amount of drivers that, yep. that fell away and he got um, his lap back on Wilmot. And then he, he goes from 18th to 10th, and I don't think the cameras even picked him up. No, I mean, 
it's better performance, but it doesn't hide the fact that it's been a really disappointing season for players. I mean, well outside the top ten in terms of the championship, outscored I think by Lloyd as well over the season. Mm. I think Lloyd's outscored him in pod- well, has outscored him in podiums. Yep. And if you had to pick one driver for next year, if you're a PMR, how can you look? And it's but done on pure ability and not money, etc. How can you look past Lloyd? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, Ollie Jackson, after that that horror show in race two, had a really good recovery up to 11th, showing how much pace he has in that car and especially at Brands. He'd have taken a win this weekend and not be for race two. I'd have, got, I'd have got an extra point. Possibly, possibly. It's best he's looked all season. Yeah, I know. Um, well, apart from his early podium in the year, actually. Yeah. Um, Chilton managed to hold firm in sixth after the little coming together with Turkington. Uh, Shedden was... Pff, non-existence in race three finished seventh overall Goff was fairly strong uh, finished eighth with no weight in the car and um, Lloyd fell back down the order a fair way with big yeah. weight in the car of course he'd already been put fairly far back because of the reverse grid so yes yeah. yeah. the cars that came past him were weightless and he did keep behind him comfortably Taylor Smith and Oliphant who I was going to say the other two drivers that went out in race two along with Jackson being Oliphant and Morgan managed to recover to 15th and 16th um, yeah it's a bit meh has he been the most disappointing driver of the year he's certainly been the unluckiest certainly been the un- unluckiest the amount of incidents I'd like to know what the bill is for <laughs> all his parts this season aye aye it must be a big one from Alton yeah that smack yeah yeah. although I do think he is yeah one of the most disappoint- biggest disappointments of the year I think for me um, Mitchell was to have a, a fairly hairy moment in this race um, going down to what we now know as Camish Corner uh, I think called Hawthorns uh, and he managed to put it in the barrier uh, which brought out a safety car yes which gave the, char- the field a chance to sort of bunch back up and, and race again for a little bit but Yep. Yeah. It kind of the only other interesting thing of note was that Ingram found that he had a small disco on board to the infinite, uh, not the infinite, the Hyundai. I really do like those lights. Yeah, I know because you're a yop. Why? Because you've got the same in your car. You like to have them on, not the flashy, but the high intensity brightness. You're a yop. No, it's just the fact that I wonder whether they've got that as a specific setting in the car. I think to try and bored. Dist- <laughs> and he's going, oh, to try and distract oh, okay. drivers. This button does that. Oh, okay. And where's the laser cannons? Oh. <laughs> He'd be a brilliant Bond then, wouldn't he? No. No. He doesn't shut up, so he wouldn't be a good Bond at all. You'd shoot him in the army, he'd still be smiling, wouldn't he? Bless him. So, yeah, it was quite interesting. It's unusual to see Ingram employ what you might call bully boy tactics, but... Oh, you got to try everything. He was he was really trying hard to get onto the back of Robot on the passing. It was dark. It was dark as so well. So dark. Bring the, the the cameras on the on the telly do not do it justice no, don't. at all. Um, but yeah, I think you're about to say bring back night races, aren't you? Bring on night races. How cool was it? How cool was I'd it? I'd love to see it at the end of the season for that final race, yeah. or even just a one-off race yeah, yeah. at the end of the season to be a night event. Yeah. Why not? Why It'd be not? Be brilliant. You do, do it the, if you're worried about the fans, do it on a Saturday night. Yeah. Or do it at somewhere where there's decent lighting in the stands and decent well, infrastructure, maybe like a Silverstone, dare I say it. Well, and also Snetterton holds 24-hour events. There's no reason it couldn't be done at yeah. Snetterton. You know. Yeah, Silverstone, Donington and Snet, I think, all hold 24-hour events. Yeah, or do. certainly endurance into the night events. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, Snetterton did the 24 24- Two CVs. Two CVs, aren't they? Yep. So you, you could do it there. Yeah. 
you don't, obviously you're not going to be doing a whole night race it's going to be just 20 laps in the dark which I think is how cool is that that would be excellent yeah and then, then there's a party after in the campsite brilliant put brilliant. on by Rick Parfit yeah, he knows how to throw a party doesn't he apparently so <laughs> um, unfortunately he didn't finish this race he was out before it all started but he then got back in the car and then I think he did a lap and then he had to come back in again but yeah didn't even do a lap mate did not well, no. they, no. <laughs> um, but yeah so the season finished Sutton did plenty of burnouts um, yep. coming into the pits um, it'd be interesting if you failed the ride check because of that wouldn't it yeah, I said that to you at the track didn't yeah. I yeah. although to be fair I, again the marshals have gone home was like, I was going to say I'm not sure they even scrutinied the cars after no. um, race 3 they just wanted everything done they brought out the podium truck onto the circuit as they do at the final round um, and they were able to celebrate in front of the fans once Sutton had punched the living daylights out of his roof that was, I think that was just from him standing on it. it was just standing on it. Yeah, it? so he gets out of the car, he stands on top of the roof. The, the dodgy bit is he steps on the windscreen yeah, I support that. and then steps down onto the bonnet. I was just waiting for that windscreen to go... <laughs> or from just accidentally you know, put his foot straight through the bonnet onto a hot part <laughs> of the engine. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. But he was certainly enjoying himself in race three, and, wasn't he? And why not? Why not? A very yeah. worthy champion. The cuffs were off, so... Yeah. That's kind of the weekend. Jelly would end up in 24th after instant after instant. And to be fair to Jelly, it wasn't really his fault this weekend. No, and he had really he had good, good pace. pace. Yeah, could have won a race. Would have got you a few points, wouldn't he? Didn't matter in the end, though, did it? No, shut up. Should we do the driver grades and prediction upgrade, uh, prediction update then? Yes, certainly. Let's get into it. Right, getting on to the grades then for the weekend. Um, first of all, Cook, two wins, fifth, second on the grid. Uh, it has to be an A. He did everything in his power to try and get as most, many points as possible this weekend. I think it's probably the closest to an A star we've had for a while as well. I mean, if he'd just got perhaps fourth in race three, he'd have taken second in the championship, I think. Which, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, incredible drive. He's taken 59 points out of the 67 he would have needed. It's you still not... can't read that. It's 53. I still can't read it. No, no. Right. Okay, he took 53 <laughs> points out of the 67 he needed, so not a bad effort, all, all told. No, not at all. Sutton, uh, actually second highest point scorer of the weekend. 2-6 in the first, um, an A for him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's taken home his title that yeah, he wanted. It, it's important to so say we're doing the grades for this weekend, not what it yeah. meant for the wider point of the season. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go over a final grade for the season in our season review pod. Uh, Shedden and Robottom this weekend both scored 40 points through different means. Shedden had a third, a third and a seventh. Robottom had a fifth, a fifth and a second. Uh, both get Bs. Yeah, Robottom was slightly disappointed from race one that he starts third and ends fifth, but that's you know, he got passed by uh, you know, the drives you probably expect him to get passed by to a degree. Yep. Uh, Lloyd took home 33 points this weekend uh, slightly lacklustre in race 3 but had a lot of weight on board will be very pleased with another podium in race 2 and a fourth in race 1 was very respectable uh, B for him as well one of the standouts of the season for me yeah definitely honestly um, Chilton best weekend mm. of the season 25 was low <laughs> Bar was very low 25 points uh, finished all three races inside the top 10 a solid B is that the first time he's finished all three races this in the points this year. That could well be, yes. I to check for the review, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah did well. Uh, Hill this weekend struggled with weight, um, although finished fourth in race three. A C for him with 24 points. Turkington obviously had damage in race three, but was trying to do enough. 
still not enough. Um, a I don't C think he, for him. Yeah, I don't think he did try that. I said he didn't try that hard. That that's wrong. He struggled a lot, didn't he, to make like, the progress. I was expecting more balls to the wall, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the way it's, I know he's a clean driver, but how long it took to get past row bottom? Championship is on the line. You might as well just prize the door open a little bit harder, I think, because yeah. if the marshals you know, reverse it later on, sorry, not the marshals, the stewards reverse it later on, so be it. You're not going to win by staying in one place in front of Sutton. Uh, Ingram, a bit copy and paste from Hill, really. Yeah. Um, they almost had identical weekends. 22 points, a C for him. Uh, Proctor, what could have been? Yeah. Takes pole, really good performance. Takes second in race one because he probably knew that he needed to let Cook through. Uh, race two maybe gets a nudge, goes off, but then doesn't even really recover too well in race three. No, he doesn't recover that well in race three. Um, though it is difficult to race at that end of the grid because there's a lot going on. Race two is possibly not his fault if there's a fault in the car and there's a, a touch from behind. So yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a weekend of two halves, isn't it? Yeah, C for him. Um, Butcher. Mm. Getting caught up in incidents again. Really poor qualifying. Yeah, really poor qualifying. Managed to make a little bit of progress in race one and then gets into the top ten for race two and three by questionable means, shall we say. Yeah. Um, a C for him is probably generous. Uh, Goff, probably his best weekend since, I don't know, fourth round? It's been a while. Blimey, anyway, blimey. He's into double points this weekend, scores 13 and takes a C. Uh, Jackson's probably best weekend of the season, arguably. No, um, he took a podium earlier in the year. Yeah, that's true, actually. It, it, certainly, it was certainly a renaissance in terms of pace and where you'd expect him to be. Yeah. You know, rather about the 10th to 14th mark is where you'd expect Jackson to be week in, week out. Yeah, and you just wonder how well it could have gone if he hadn't had that contact in race two. He'd have won a race. Um, a B for him this weekend. Moffat, again, caught up in incidents. Not necessarily his well, fault. Not his fault. No. <laughs> um, qualified decently what he needed to do to help Ash out and finish where he needed to help Ash out in race one. Um, but then again, struggled to make progress in race three, also having a little little nudge, we believe. Just, just saw him spinning. Edwards, yeah. uh, a C for him. Jelly, as we've already said, a weekend of what could have been. Yeah, he's unlucky because he's shown really good pace. Yeah, he qualified well. Race one was racing well at the point and then the uh, misfire happened race two recovers it and race three gets turned around roughed up yeah yep. uh, a C for him on the other side of the coin is Oliphant who again is really unlucky although didn't show that much pace this weekend no which is why we've given him a D yeah, he's qualified 14th which is a fair way back from Jelly and uh, Turkiton yep fin- just finishes 11th because Jelly's had that issue. Yeah. Um, he was struggling to make progress anyway. Yeah. That's obviously part of the crash in race two and then makes okay progress to score a point in race three. Yeah. It's, it's not just... what you want if he's a second driver. No. No, he's not. Um, Plato. Six points this weekend. We've given him a C, mainly because he's made progress throughout the weekend, albeit slowly. Race two was genuinely impressive how he caught and passed Wilmot, given he was, I think, a lap down at one point. Yeah, pretty much. And then race three, yeah, good progress. But it's very hard to listen to him moan about the car not being good enough when Lloyd's scoring podiums. Oh uh, yeah, Lloyd has scored thirty-three points this weekend. 
to Plato 6. But the car's crap. Yeah, car's always the issue. Um, Second smi- time <laughs> Smiley. Um, an average weekend for him, really. Kind of where you'd expect. Uh, yeah, got he caught got up in stuff up, in yeah. race 2. Um, Good recovery in race 3. And then, yeah, finishes 12th in race 3. A C for him with 5 points. Smelt takes home his best result of the season with a 13th in race 2. Um, so we've given him a C for that. Morgan, a little more disappointing. It seems to be in the pattern. He's dropped off at the end of the season. Yeah, it's all unraveled a little bit too quickly at Car Gods. Um, I think that's noticeable more when Chilton has a, has a good weekend like this one. Uh, because normally Morgan can have a bad weekend and still be better than or do better than Chilton. Yeah, uh, Morgan it has either lots of luck or no luck at all. There doesn't seem to be much in between. And again... He didn't qualify particularly well. They're still learning how to use the car properly. But yeah, I mean, I'm slightly slightly worried about the drop-off in the second half of the season. I think he might be one of the drivers that will adapt quicker next season, though, to the hybrid. Yeah, possibly so. Um, but we've given him a D for this weekend. Taylor Smith, we've also given a D as well. Um, only scored points, two points, that is, in race three. Um, yeah. He had a puncher in race one, didn't he? Through his own mistake, going through the gravel at Paddock. Yeah, um, race two actually. Yeah. <laughs> very nearly hit the wall, didn't he? Yeah, very close, Inch, inches away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just he's he's had a decent season. This wasn't his best showing. No, Osborne, however, um, showed some good racy pace this yeah, weekend. Eighteenth qualifying, an eighteenth, a fourteenth, and a seventeenth. He raced well as well in the packs. Yeah. A C overall for him. Yeah, yeah. You're not expecting Osborne to be winning races. What you want to see is is him having a go, and he yeah he, he held himself quite well this weekend. Yep. Uh, Bordley again. Mm. Bordley has issues. Um, he scored points in race two, mainly because other drivers hadn't finished, and he managed to keep it on the road. Um, got caught up in race three with smell. Yeah, a little bit unlucky. Suggestions that he might not be back next year. Uh, that seems to be the impression Harvey was giving or certainly the way I read what Car- sort of stuff Harvey was saying um, we'll have to see on that one yeah a D for him this weekend uh, a D also for Jade Edwards um, she had a decent result in race 2 again but she was caught up in incidents in the other two races so a bit her own making like yes had a kill skirmish yeah um, and the neat occurrence <laughs> occurrence yeah uh, Parfit we're given a D as well um yeah, didn't start race three through no fault of his own mechanical issue um, and was there or thereabouts, kind of where we expect him to be at the end of the season. You missed Wilmot. Yeah, I was going to go back to Wilmot. Oh, okay, Is sorry. that okay? Yeah. Shall yeah. I do I'll do him now. No, I'll no. do him now. I can't Wilmot. see him properly, as you know. <laughs> Wilmot, um, nowhere. Absolutely no. So far off the pace compared to, as you said before, we've seen other drivers come into this championship and be reasonable or quick yeah and he was neither no he had he struggled to be fit he struggled to fit in this seat was taking that's no fault of his own no no because not. he was trying to fit into Boutel's seat no, no, which no. is part of the reason that he also didn't take part in qualifying because it was too painful and i understand that's a problem but as i say you look at someone like jess hawkins who came in and uh did a couple of weekends there in the year you look at last year the pmr stuff yeah I can't remember seeing the driver come in and be so far off the mm. pace in a in a car that isn't that slow. No, you know, Butel, okay, he's not been winning races, but he's not been that far off. And the no. fact that Plato caught him in race two, having started from pit lane, unlapped himself, etc., is 
yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, it's an E for him this weekend. Uh, another driver, or the only other driver to get an E this weekend was Hamilton. Um, ended up in the gravel twice. Certainly once, caused a safety once. car. Finished one race this weekend, which is not good enough, really. No, no, it's just... It often seems to be his own mistakes as well, rather than being caught up in somebody else's incident, which makes it that bit, yep. bit tougher. His teammate Mitchell, um, we've given him a C this weekend. We're not sure what happened in race three, whether he had a touch from someone or whether he went off on his own. Yeah, give him um, the benefit of the doubt, really. Otherwise, he was fairly close to Taylor Smith and Goff this weekend on pace. I don't think he's that far off either of them. No. In in terms of what he can do, whether he's there next year is another question. We know Goff and Taylor Smith are. Yep. Obviously, there are potentially two extra seats to fill. Yeah, I think that. Mm, I, th- I hope it doesn't come down to the budget because I think he's probably good enough to have a good run in the series. Yeah, have a winter to prepare, etc. Then who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, and finally, Andy Neat, who apart from getting nudged off by Jade in the opening race, not was, his fault. No, not his fault. Unless you, um, blame, was, unless you say it's revenge for his previous misdealings. He was he's, he was fairly quiet all weekend. Nothing spectacular. A D for him. Yeah, he raced well in the packs he was in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you'd say. Um, moving on to our awards then. Okay. Do you remember these? Um, driver of the day. We agree. Again. Well, well, it's difficult. How can you look past Cook? I mean, Sutton crossed my mind because he won the championship and he did what he needed to do. But yeah, Cookie's scored 53 points. Uh, and take two race wins. You're starting with Cookie as well now. Well, why not? How many times was Cookie mentioned over the weekend by Tim Harvey? It's at least five. Almost, should have. it's bingo. Almost as often he kept moaning that Turkey wasn't winning. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, how can you look past Cook with you know two race wins, a fifth with full weight on board when he yep. decided ninth on the grid? Yeah, what can you? It's a really good effort. Uh, on the flip side of that coin, our villain of the weekend we agree on as well, uh, being Butcher again caught up in too many incidents. And they were in qualifying when he should have. This car we expected to go really well here. And he couldn't get it hooked up in qualifying for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah we, we saw Ingram and Hill struggle in qualifying, but they were still six six to seven places yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, with much more weight. Yeah. Um, surprise good. For me, Chilton, best weekend yeah. of the year. To have three top ten finishes um, is what we kind of expect from him week in or every weekend. Certainly with a bit with the car he's got beneath him, yeah. And the driver of his experience. Although, is he on the come down? Have the peak years been and gone? But yeah, it, yeah, you're right. I'm mean, surprised good children has done really well this weekend. I've gone for Lloyd because we keep writing him off and the car off. Yeah. And every time we do, Lloyd comes out and puts in a, a hell of a performance. And he's done so again here. Great qualifying. Great race one. Great move to get second in race two. two. And then, okay, race three is a bit of a non-event for him but he's carrying weight on board and it's the final race of the season. It's be probably grateful just to get it home in one piece. But, at that point, he'd already done what he needs to do him more. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, surprise bad this weekend was Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, although he got caught up in that incident in race two, if you're not down in the first there in the first place, you're not going to get caught up in it. Um, I don't know whether he's struggling for confidence in the car or whether, I don't know, something's fallen out of the setup. Or they're experimenting with different setups with River Nile next season. Yeah, quite possible. Uh, my surprise bad I've gone for Wilmot just because as I say drivers come into the sport I, I can't remember them being that far off the pace I know there, there are you know, extra factors involved here but I, I was certainly surprised by how off the pace he was 
Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to our predictions from the weekend then. Yes, so you've got the award ready. No. Um, our race winners from the weekend, we both went for Turkington. I went for Ingram and Shedden. You went for Hill and Jelly. And we got a grand total of zero. Jelly looked on for a long time. Well, three laps. laps. (laughs) We knew Sutton was going to win race three from that position, didn't we? Or end up in the gravel. Well, yeah. But I I can't remember the last time neither of us got a race winner for a weekend. Well, my laptop's dead, so I can't look at it, but thank you. Um, We did, however, both get Robottom correct for Jaxxers, which was pretty much undisputed. Um, you got a bingo, a full house. I got a full house. No extra points for that, though. No, unfortunately. I should have put that rule in. Uh, I got a full house for my predictions for the weekend. So, BTC to uh, outscore Laser Tools, which we, they did fairly comfortably. Wasn't enough to win the title, though? Um, no, it wasn't. Dynamics to be in the top seven. Uh, that was either car. However, both cars did it. Yeah. Um, and Jelly to outscore Oliphant, which he did, but only just. Yeah. Two points in it. One of those which was a lead lap. Imagine if number eight had come out oh. rather than number nine. <laughs> oh no. He might not have got shuffled back then. But I've gone for Ash to wrap up the championship before race three because that's not happened very often. Uh, there to be a first time winner for, uh, for the season. Not necessarily the first in their career but the first of the season. That didn't happen because Jelly unfortunately didn't happen. Uh, and PMR to outscore Cargods which Lloyd did I think on his own. Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, he got 33 points. Chilton got 25. And Morgan got just the two. Yeah, so he yeah. did that on his own for that me. on his own. Um, um, and moving on to the Harvey Bingo, which you're rather chuffed about, I've got aren't you? So I would have got extra points as well. Yeah. Um, you had Ash's change of approach, Turkington with nothing to lose, and Ingram's car with the, the lack of weight. Um I can't believe Camish Corner wasn't mentioned when Mitchell went off for mine. Motorbase was... Uh, Motorbase being home circuit, but it was mentioned in qualifying. And in the race, but by Addison. Yeah. And then the rear t- rear-wheel drive tyre worn-up, which was mentioned in the race. First race, about the first minute of the first race. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which means that I have won this season by 36 points to 33. Donington was the killer weekend for me. I, I, I played well I got it right when to picked up my big weekend gutted yeah I was never in the lead oh. you were no I wasn't were you not no never never in the lead no I was always level or behind we drew and then th- you opened up the biggest gap on the penultimate weekend we drew three yep you won two and yep. I won three yeah and that as you say the Dynasty one which I won three four uh, sorry six three sorry was huge it was so it was a good battle, though. I was waiting for the congratulations. Excited for next year's. Um, are we doing an actual trophy? I'm waiting for the... I'm waiting. No, I've asked the question first. Are we doing an actual trophy? Yes. Because I might try and source one. Yes, we should do an actual trophy. Um, but I'm still waiting. Come on, be a good sport. Yeah, yeah. You've done well this season. Um, you've made it when it counts. Um, and it will be interesting to see how next season goes. Congratulations. GG, thank you very much. We'll see how next year goes. Of course, that now makes it one all in the grand scheme of things because you won 2020. Yeah. So the trophy's coming back to my house, <laughs> going to my house for the first time. And we'll, next year, the showdown who's the double champ? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we had a fantastic weekend down there. We had a fantastic season, let's be honest. We've been very lucky to get to so many events. To get to six out of ten really is 
I think I think that probably the most I've been to before that is two or three in a season. If, yeah, two or three tops. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But to do six events in a season, um, we've done it for the podcast mainly. Two for the live. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've enjoyed nearly every minute of it. I nearly fell asleep at Silverstone, but yeah. Yeah, let's say we're going to do a pod on what we do to shake up the touring cars because it's a great sport, but it can be greater. Everything can be greater. Yeah. Um, Always look to develop. Exactly. Uh, but it has been a good season. We've been very privileged to be able to get to the races and to you know, be in this position to give you the podcast. So thank you for everyone who, who has listened throughout the season. Obviously, we couldn't do it without you because it'd be quite sad to just mm. do it for ourselves. Um, yeah, we assume you're listening. <laughs> that's well, what the numbers, the numbers say, say so. <laughs> unless Spotify is creating a robot system to make us feel better then you know, numbers are going up all the time so thank you to everybody who's listened, shared interacted with us over the season, read an article whatever it might be I've just remembered something, can we just shout out yes yes, <laughs> the, yes, guy yes. At, the guy at Brands this weekend the Ash it, Sutton fan the Ash Sutton fan, especially in race one yeah. who was dancing along to every a choreographed <laughs> dance, it was sublime fantastic <laughs> effort Every beat of the 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 warm up warm up lap, and at the end he turned round was celebrating and everyone behind him cheered and clapped. I mean he has energy because I'm getting tired just doing the pumps now. He was doing it for a good two two three minutes. I mean, oh dear. yeah. If you, if, listen, you, if you do listen, yeah, please please drop us a line, drop us a comment or a message on our social medias. But um, I want to see you yeah. at the trackside next year. Just if you can learn the worm or Gangnam Style or something. <laughs> Hey, we might be able to get a charity dance going. Why not? So, but seriously, that was it's what you, it's what fans make the sport. Yeah. And seeing a passionate fan like that who, who's, who's got this guy he follows, he's got his team and he's got his interest in enjoying himself trackside is what it's all about. Yep. Thank you to the marshals this season as well. Um, we know that we couldn't be racing out there without you. Um, it's been a difficult season for marshals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we thank every one of you for being there. And, able to let us and the drivers uh, go racing and go and do something that we all enjoy absolutely well said um but yeah we'll be back with you with a review show of the whole season yeah um and a few little different podcasts throughout yeah. the off season 20 minutes to half hour short bursts yeah um keep your eye on the website for articles as well because they'll be popping up throughout the off season again if you can share them if you if you feel inclined to do so it really does help yeah yeah, um, and we appreciate appreciate your feedback on anything. Drop us a comment on all our social media, um, and we'll we'll read them and hopefully get back to you. We well, should speak to you very soon. Goodbye. Remember to subscribe, follow, and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 